Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 30th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. And if you're familiar with me, you know I take my time. This is part 47, part 47. And I got stuck in a vein where I'm teaching the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But when I got on faith, Man, I just like the Holy Spirit was like, no, just teach that. And I feel like I'm almost giving you like a master class on faith. And like, I mean, that's how we do it. Like sometimes we take, we take a long time studying one thing. So anyway, we're right now in the point where we're studying the grace of God. We're juxtaposing grace versus the law. And then we're, we're dealing with the Holy Spirit. And so the fruit of the Holy Spirit, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faith. Like the Holy Spirit will enable you, empower you to walk and live by faith. The title of today's message is Have Faith in God. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Have faith in God. Put that in the chat right now. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. Faith is a financial seed that you sow based on what God is speaking to you. Say that right now. I have faith in God. You're saying that. Like, you got to reiterate that to yourself. I have faith in God. Our scriptures are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. And we've been looking at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Let me read those for you, and then we'll get into the word. John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word, Jesus, became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father full of grace and truth. In John 1 17, uh, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses on tablets of stone, but when it came time for grace, grace was not given. Grace came in the form of a person, and his name is Jesus. Jesus came full of grace and truth. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I like the way that the Passion Translation lists, lists it. It's not nine fruit of the Holy Spirit where love is one of the nine. It's that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. And then there's eight expressions of God's love. So the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces in you is divine love in all of his varied expressions. Here are eight things that people are supposed to see when they look at you. Come on now. Joy that overflows. That's me right there. Peace that subdues. Uh, patience that endures, kindness in action. This is one of those I, t- I keep telling you, we need to be more kind. You need, you need The world needs some kindness right now. They need to see kindness in you. Let's stop arguing over things. Let's come together. There's more that, that unites us than divides us. A life full of virtue, faith that prevails. That's what I'm talking about today. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities because the law is limited, but these qualities are limitless. Put in the chat, I am limitless. I have no limits. I have no boundaries. I see increase all around me. I'm walking and living by faith. The Holy Spirit has no limits, and I'm walking by the Holy Spirit. I have faith in God. Therefore, I have no limits. So I see no limits. There's nothing I can't do. I can do all things. Yesterday, I dealt with with four levels of faith. Faith in the works, what you see, If you didn't watch yesterday's message, you need to go back and check that out. Faith in the works, what you see. Faith in the word, what you read. Faith in the rhema, what God speaks. And then faith in God. And I could 
go deeper into every one of these. All of this stuff, by the way, is in my book, Level Up Your Life. If you if you don't have the book, go check it out. You can get it at rickpina.co, rickpina.co. Get the book. It's going to be a blessing to you. So I could go deeper into every one of these. I'm not going to do that, but I am going to go deeper into number four, faith in God, in the person of God. Have faith in God. So what does this mean for you today? I actually have six things to share with you this morning. That's a lot. Let's try to get through these six. Y'all ready? Here we go. Number one, the word of God will mean nothing to you if you don't have a relationship with the God of the word. So to be clear, there are plenty of people that read the Bible. They study the Bible. They memorize the Bible, but they don't know God and they don't even want to know God. They're reading the Bible with the intent of attempting to disprove the author of the book, which is crazy. So there are people, even Satan quotes the, the scriptures, right? So, so if you come to the word of God with any other motive than getting to know the God of the word, then you're coming with the wrong motive and the power that's locked up inside of the word will not b- make an impact in your life. So not only must you have faith, but you must also know in whom you place your faith in. So your faith has to be in, per- in, in God, but let me explain it this way. In this world, we express faith in people. Like you're like you you can have faith in a person, and your faith in a person is based on two things: their character and their track record. Their character and their track record. So I'll give you an example. So let's say, for example, me. If I promise uh something on a personal level to you, and they say, No, I promise, I'll do that for you. Or let's say even a project at work at work. And I said, no, I'll have it done. And I'll have it done by Friday. Close the business Friday. Done. You can consider it done. Now, I, I believe I'm one of those fire and forget kind of people. My Everybody I've ever worked for, thankfully, they don't have to check on me, right? If I tell you, if they give me a task and I say, I got it, it's fire and forget. They could walk away like it's already done because I'm going to make sure it's done. But, and people most of the time express that type of confidence in me based on my character and my track record, right? So character, the character is, can this person be trusted? Like, you know, are they honest? Are they going to lie? Like, look at me in my face and then say something. Okay, thankfully, I have a good character. And then track record. I have a proven track record for years now that, that I deliver on what I said. If I say I got it, I got it. If I, if I say it's done, you can, you can walk away like it's already done. However, so if I say I'm going to deliver, I'm going to deliver. I'm not dishonest and I have a proven track record. However, I'm still a man, though. And so as a man, watch this, because I'm a man, there are some things that may come up that are unforeseen. Now, the right thing to do is if I can't meet the the deadline, I need to let them know, hey, I'm sorry, this came up. It was unforeseen. I had no knowledge. I didn't know this was going to happen. I apologize. We We need to adjust the expectation. We need to adjust the timeline, you know, whatever. However, here's the point. God is not a man. And so while there's some things that may come up for me that are unforeseen, nothing ever comes up for God that is unforeseen. That, like nothing ever catches God off guard. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing occurs to God? Think about that for a minute. God never gets an epiphany. The light never comes on for God. God knows all things at all times. God is in all places at the same time. God is in every time at the same time. Come on, man. God is God. And so, so there's never, God never has an epiphany. And so it never, the light, it never happens to God. So it's like, oh, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. God knows all things. So if God gives you a promise, watch this, 
character track record. God has flawless character. God has a proven track record. He will never fail you, nor will he ever fail you. So that means that when you're reading the word of God, come on now, you got to be putting your faith and confidence in the God of the word. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. Numbers 23 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he will make it good. Come on now. And so, yeah, there's some things that happen to us because they're unforeseen. I didn't know this was going to happen. No, none of that happens for God. God is God. If God said it, he has to perform it. God cannot lie. And the church said, amen. You got it? So you can have faith. I mean, that kind of faith because he has character. He has track record. You got it? All right. Number two, faith speaks what the Holy Spirit leads you to speak from a believing heart. Say from a believing heart. So you can you can have empty words. You can say a lot of words, but if you're not speaking those words from a believing heart, then those words mean nothing. So in Mark chapter 11, Jesus said, have faith in God. Oh, glory. Let me give you the context around that statement. So Jesus uh, went to Bethany. Whenever he would go to Jerusalem, he stayed in Bethany and Mary, Martha, and Lazarus's house. And so he's there in Bethany. He's about to go to Jerusalem. He got up. Remember, the father always revealed to him what he had to do that day. So he got up and he was like, bam, and the Holy Ghost gave him a download. And he saw himself kicking the, the money changers out of the temple. Ooh, this was going to be a, this was going to be a big thing. And so he gets up and he didn't, he, he was so motivated by what he had to do that day that he left without eating breakfast. And so he's leaving with the disciples and they're walking over to Jerusalem and he's he's focused. He's about to go kick these money changers out of the temple. They, yeah, they, they, they made the house of God a den of thieves. And he's walking over there and he sees a fig tree, the Bible says, afar off. And so it was full of leaves, but and so he was hungry and he walks up to the fig tree and he looks at the tree, but it didn't have any figs on it. And so Jesus, remember, he only said those things he heard the father say. So in the spirit, he heard the father say something in the spirit. He saw the tree dried up from the roots. And so what did he do? He spoke what he saw. He spoke what he heard. He spoke nine words. Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Let, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. That's what he heard in the spirit. That's what he saw in the spirit. He saw it dried up. So he spoke what he saw from a believing heart. He said it out loud. The Bible says the disciples heard it doesn't say they overheard it. No, they heard it. He wanted them to hear it. And so, but when he said it, guess what? Nothing happened to the tree in the moment. So when he said it, the tree didn't dry up in the moment. So now what are you going to do? Are you going to be moved by what you see? Are you going to be moved by what God said? <laughs> Jesus walked away like it was already done. He wasn't moved by the fact that the tree didn't dry up right away. He walked away like it was already done. The next morning, say the next morning. So the next morning, Jesus and his disciples are again going down, same thing. They're going right back to Jerusalem and they walk past the same tree. And so now they walk past the same tree. This time, the tree is dried up from the roots. And so Peter was amazed. Peter was always talking out of turn. I kind of identify with Peter. Peter was like, oh, snap, master, look, the tree that you cursed yesterday is dried up from the roots, just like you said. And Jesus said, have faith in God. Come on, man. What, who are you saying? What's wrong with you? Like, have faith. He was saying, you must have faith in the Father. If the Father leads you to say something, say it out loud. Even at the risk of looking foolish, if he leads you to do something, do it in public. Even at the risk of looking foolish, 
And you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. Even if the situation doesn't change immediately, you have to have so much faith in God that you're not moved by what you see. You're only moved by what God said. And so, so that's it. He's like, that's it. I'm, I'm not even going to be moved by it. He walked away like it was already done. Jesus went on to say, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, here's the object lesson, guys, on faith. Come here, guys. What's up? Look at this tree. You see it? You heard what I said yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me teach you how faith works. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. But you cannot doubt in your heart. It has to be words of faith from a believing heart. Words of faith from a believing heart. If you say what God is leading you to say, and you have no doubt in your heart, it shall surely come to pass. And then he said this, you will have whatsoever you say. Put this in the chat. I will have what I say. You're going to have whatsoever you say. And so, so at that point, he was like, oh, snap. So he gave them an object lesson on faith. But here's the point. When God leads you to say something, you say it. Your confidence can't be in you. Your confidence has to be in God. Your, your faith is not in your ability to perform. Put this in the chat. It's not about me. It's all about him. My faith is not in my ability to perform. My faith is in God's ability to perform. So I'm speaking words of faith. I'm speaking words of faith from a believing heart. I'm speaking what the Holy Spirit is leading me to say, and I'm going to have what I say, not because of me, but because of him. It's all about him. Say amen to that. All right. Number three. We're walking through this thing. You will have what you say from a believing heart. Now, you may not realize it, but all the time, you are having what you say. You may not realize it, but you actually have what you say all the time. You just don't realize it. So faith is an expression of your confidence in God, right? Faith is an expression of your confidence in that what God said shall come to pass. Fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan. So if someone comes up to me, and they're about to have a surgery and they go, oh man, I don't know. I don't think this is going to work out. I don't think this is going to turn out good. I don't think the surgery is going to get rid of it all. I don't think, why? You're, Satan is putting thoughts of fear, doubt, and unbelief in your heart and you're crazy enough to say it. And you're actually saying what Satan is telling you to say. And you are actually saying it from a believing heart. You believe that, that mess. And so you're saying it and you believe it. And so you're in fear. You probably shouldn't have the surgery. And so, so now, why? Because you're actually expressing confidence in what, you're, what Satan is telling you, and you're speaking these negative words from a believing heart. You really believe it. You believe you're going to fail. You believe it's going to be bad, right? And so now, people have what they say all the time. They just don't acknowledge it. So, so either you're going to openly declare what God is saying, but you got to believe what you're saying, or you're going to openly declare what Satan is saying to you and believe what you're saying. Either way, you're going to have whatsoever you say. When you speak words of faith from a believing heart, you're going to have whatsoever you say. I'll give you another example. Let's say um, someone, uh, I was talking to somebody about business. So let's say somebody, they have a small business, they're getting a proposal together, and they're going to compete with other businesses on this opportunity. The Holy Spirit tells this person, small business owner, the Holy Spirit says, hey, God has favored you. You are highly favored. Get this thing together. This contract is yours. Get it together put it in. I'm going to favor you. You're going to be selected. The person gets excited. They start putting the proposal together. But as they do, as they're getting the proposal together, they find out that other companies are competing. They find out 
that other companies that are competing are bigger companies. They find out that the other companies that, that are competing have more qualifications, more past performance. And then the enemy tells the person, this actually happened. The enemy then tells the person, don't, don't submit the proposal. It's a waste of time. You're not going to win. But the Holy Ghost is saying, submit the proposal. This is you. You got this thing. The enemy saying, don't do it. It's a waste of time. So whose report are you going to believe? Like, you got to have faith in God, right? So And so if you say, oh, no, I'm not going to put it. Hey, whatever happened with that thing? No, I didn't put it in because, you know, um, other people, I wasn't going to win anyway. So, okay, cool. You have what you say. I'm going to walk away. Like, I mean, like, you just defeated, you defeated yourself before you ever got started. But if you say, you know what, there are other people that are more qualified. There are other companies with more past performance. But I believe God wants me to put this thing in. And so I believe God is going to favor me. Lord, I thank you. And let me put this thing together. I'm going to dot every I. I'm going to cross every T. I'm going to do it with the spirit of excellence. Before I hit send on this computer, I'm going to pray over this thing. Father, I committed to you. Matter of fact, it's all about you anyway. I'm only doing this because you told me to do it. I'm only believing it because you told me to believe it. Now, I know I'm not qualified. I know they're more qualified than me. But I also know you can favor me. And so, Father, I'm going to believe what you said. I'm going to submit this thing and I put it in your hands. If you want me to have it, I declare that it's already done. I believe you want me to have it. And so I was, I'm going to start getting ready like it's already done in the name of Jesus. Guess what? You're going to have what you say. Either way, good or bad, you're going to have what you say. Put that in the chat. I will have what I say. All right. Number four, the God kind of faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. Mark 11 and 22. Other translations say, have the God kind of faith. Put that in the chat. Say, I have the God kind of faith. Glory to God. I have the God kind of faith. I love it. The God kind of faith is the faith that believes and receives what God is saying and then declares it out loud, even at the risk of looking foolish and then walks away. You're not moved by what you see. You're only moved by what God said. And you speak what you're hearing and, and you speak what you're hearing in your heart until you can see it with these natural eyes. That's what Jesus did with the fig tree. We serve a God who calls those things which be not as though they were, Romans 4 and, and 17. Our God calls the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46 and 10. Our God speaks to our to be stage from our right now stage. And so God will look at you in your right now. And when he opens his mouth, he's calling the, the to be, and he will speak the to be from the right now. And so God is telling you to say the same thing. You must be willing to say what God said until you see what God said and not be moved by what you see. Put this in the chat. I am not moved by what I see the God kind of faith. I have the God kind of faith that I will say what God tells me to say, even when it goes against what I'm seeing with these eyes and I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what God said. And I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. Come on now. I'm not going to be moved I, because I know that this earth is on delay time. It's like the earth, it has to catch up with heaven's reality. I go into my prayer closet and I see something and I, and I rejoice over it. I come out of my prayer closet and I'm in the world and I see other stuff. And, and what am I going to do? I'm going to say what I saw in the prayer closet until I see what I saw in the prayer closet in this world. And that's how we're supposed to live. This is the life of faith. I'm talking about this is the God kind of faith. Say I have the God kind of faith and I'm not moved by what I see. All right. Number five, I'm just walking through. I told you this is like a masterclass. All right. Number five, your faith must be in God and God alone. Second Timothy 1 and 12. I love this scripture. Paul said, the apostle Paul said, I know, I don't know about y'all now. I know in whom I have believed. 
And I am fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. Come on, man. He says, I know who my confidence is in. I know who my trust is in. And I know God is able. Put God in the chat. Put God is able. He's able. So now, I, listen, I, my confidence is in God. And I know who my confidence is in. And I know God is able. And he is able. I'm fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. There's some things. You know why I'm not moved by what I see? Because there's some things that I have committed unto God. There's some things that I have committed. You know what? I, I know my children will be fine. You know why? Because I've committed them unto the Lord. And I also know that God has spoken to me about my children. And so I speak life and blessing. And when I don't, when I look at my children and I don't see what, 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 what God said, and I don't see what, what I saw in the spirit and I, mm, I commit that unto God. And I know that God is able to make, to help me and others bring those things to pass. And so I know in whom I have believed. I know God is able. I, I commit some things. Put that in the chat. Say, I, I commit my cares to God. I'm not moved. Why? Why am I not moved? Because God has never moved. If I commit my thing to God and God is not moved, then I can't be moved. I will never be moved because God will never be moved that I've committed it unto God. I know that he's able. I know God is able. And so there's some things that I've placed in, in God's hands. And so now this type of faith, this type of confidence, this type of trust, man, it cannot be shaken because, because it's not about me. My confidence is not in me. My confidence is in God. Now there have been times where people just give up on God, but listen, God will never give up on you. There's this overarching confidence. When, when say this, say, I have faith in God. When you have faith in God and you know that he is both the author and the finisher of your faith, you know that he started it and he will perform it. You know that Philippians 1 and 6 says, be confident of this very thing that he, God, who has begun a good work in you, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God will never give up on me. God will never give up on the plans that he made for me. Listen, I know things may not always work out the way that you want. Things may take longer. You, you may make mistakes. You don't know everything. You, you, you're going to mess up and you, you don't disqualify yourself. Your confidence has to be in God. It's about God and the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. It's not about you. You got to be like Jesus. Walk up to the tree, say what, what God said, and walk away like it's already done. Say amen to that. Number six, last one for today. I told you I have a lot to share with you on today. Okay, here's the last thing I'm going to tell you today. Going back to the same scripture. You must know in whom you believe, right? You must know whom you believe in. And so Paul said, I know in whom I have believed, and I'm fully persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him. Second Timothy 1 and 12. Paul's faith was not in man. Watch this. Paul's faith was not in Paul. Paul's faith was in God. Paul was saying, listen, I know in whom I have believed. He was saying, I know God. I, 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 God to me is not some disconnected, despondent God that I worship in churches. No, 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 no. God is my daddy. God is my heavenly father. I cry out, Abba, father. Come on. I'm a son. I, I, I'm not a servant. I'm not a slave. I'm a son. I, yeah, God is my father. Put, say, put that in the chat. God is my father. I know God. I know in whom I have believed. My confidence is in him. He will never let me down. He, Paul was saying, there's some things that I've, God has spoken to me. There's some things that God has revealed to me about my future that haven't happened yet. And these things are beyond me. I cannot do these things. There, there are things that I can't make happen, but I know that God will make them happen at just the right time. There are some things in my life that I'm believing God for that are beyond human. They're beyond 
me. I don't have the, the power or the ability or the strength or the connections or the relationship or the education or the experience. But God told me it's going to happen. So I believe it's going to happen. And I know God and I know in whom my faith is in. And I've committed these things unto him. And so I know that they have to happen. I know that it's, God can't lie on a personal level. Listen, I'm believing God for something that I can't make happen. If, if I could make it happen, I would have made it happen already, but I can't make it happen. I'm believing God for something that I have to wait on God to do it. But, but I know God and I know, I know, I know what he said. I know what he promised me. And so there's no way God can't lie. Like God, God is incapable of lying. He is my heavenly father. He's more committed to me than I'm committed to me. He's committed to the plans that he made for me, made for you from the foundations of the world. Listen, when God looks at you as I close, when God looks at you, he sees all the plans. He says, that's my son. That's my daughter. Like, like you know, um, uh, Isabella and I, our kids play soccer. We go out there on the soccer field. Isabella, <laughs> Isabella's loud. I thought I was loud. My God. It's like if, if Ethan does something on the soccer field, Isabella's all loud. She's like, that's my son. That's my son. Listen, God is looking down at the earth. He's looking down at you. And he's telling those angels. The angels are like, God, what, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Why do you care about these people so much? That's my son right there. Come on, now watch it now. That's my daughter. Huh? That's right. That one right there. That one, that one right there. That one's mine. That one's mine. And so God is looking at you. God is saying, no, that's my son. That's my daughter. I made plans for him. I made plans for her. I'm committed to him. I'm committed to her. When I look at her, I see the plans that I made from the foundations of the world, and I can never give up on those plans. The Bible says, even when we are faithless towards God, God is faithful full towards us. Why? Because he cannot deny himself. When he looks at you, he sees himself. He sees what he deposited in you from the foundations of the world. I'm saying have faith in God. Why? Because God has faith on in you. Don't give up on God for he won't give up on you. The song said he's able. Glory to God. Let me close out. I felt like preaching at the end right there. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Put me some stuff in the chat. Say this over your life. Say, Father, I stand on your promises with unwavering faith because my faith is rooted and grounded in you. My faith is not in man. My faith is not in me. My faith is not even in my ability to remain in faith. My faith is in you. I have faith in God. I know you are committed to me. You have this unwavering commitment to me and to the plans you made for me from the foundations of the world. You're more committed to me than I am. Even when I am faithless, you are faithful. Every time you look at me, even when I'm not doing the right things, you still see your son or daughter and you see the plans that you made for me before the world began. So knowing how committed you are to me, all I can do is place, place my faith, my confidence, and my trust in you. I am not moved by what I see. I know in whom I believe and I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. This is one of those messages. If you, if you down, save this one. You might listen, need to listen to it again. Share this message. Do me a favor. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this link right now. 
on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Send this to your friends. Send this to your kids. This is something they need to listen to. And this whole thing I've been teaching on faith, it's like a, a masterclass. You got to get this down. Have faith in God. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabel and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.